Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to Live Mike. Final segment of the episode today. If you've been listening from the beginning of this show, way back in December when you and I got to be friends here on the radio, there has been uh, a theme that I have repeated uh, over and over, and it has to do with personal responsibility, specifically in the realm of information. You and I bear an interesting responsibility when it comes to making sure that the information with which we are presented is actually genuine. Or at least we need to be sure that uh, when we make decisions based on the information with which we are presented, say uh, at the voting booth or when we're buying a car or something like that, we have to go the extra mile. There are often uh, corners cut in life by those out there who uh, claim to be informing you. Sometimes they just get it wrong. So either uh, via deceit or incompetence, it is very possible that you and I will find ourselves on the receiving end of bad information. And we can't make good decisions if we only have bad information. So we always got to go that extra mile. Uh, the reason I bring up this concept is uh, because, well, l- let me let me share this with you. You ever get into like Oprah's book club? You remember a number of years ago there was, uh, this is way back uh, like 2006 and seven. there was a book published by someone named Greg Mortensen. Yeah, the, the book was called Three Cups of Tea. And Greg Mortensen, in this book, he uh, talked about his own personal transition from uh, a nurse to a mountain climber to a humanitarian. And in this book, he makes all these grand claims. And some of those claims uh, later were discovered to be maybe not so true. When another book was published by John Krakauer. You know him, he wrote uh, uh, Under the Banner of Heaven, uh, Into Thin Air, uh, Into the Wild, if you remember that book, which documented the travels of Christopher McCandless, Supertramp, up to Alaska. In fact, uh, you remember in the news not too long ago, they, they hauled that bus out. Yeah, the bus where uh, Mr. McCandless uh, lived until the end of his life. Anyway, the book written by Krakauer in response to the Morrison book, Three Cups of Tea, is called Three Cups of Deceit. Subheadline, how Greg Morrison, humanitarian hero, lost his way. 
And what Krakauer did is exactly what I so often advocate. He took a second look at things. He investigated for himself. And what he claims to have discovered in his book, Three Cups of Deceit, is that that first book, Three Cups of Tea, was built on nothing but lies and cut corners and deception. And we always got to safeguard ourselves against that because it, uh, if we allow deception to inform our decision-making, we're in trouble. We won't vote the right way. We won't raise our kids the right way. We won't move into uh, the right neighborhoods or schools or who knows, you know, whatever decisions life requires us to make. If we do so, if we make those decisions with bad information, we can get into some real trouble. Now, listen, everything I have said to you thus far in this segment has all been leading up to something uh, that led me to chuckle in the news a few weeks back. There was a story. There was a story where news outlets around the country made a claim that there was a group of Alabama frat boys doing something called snot shots <laughs> and betting on who uh, would be the first to get sickened by the coronavirus. The claim was that these frat boys down there in Alabama, that they would invite known COVID positive cases to a party, and they would all uh, do, do take intentional action to maybe contract this virus. Yeah, you heard me uh, use the phrase snot shots. Yeah, you can figure that out for yourself. They were doing that. At least that was the claim. In fact, some of the news stories included very authoritative-seeming people, including a councilwoman from Tuscaloosa City there in Alabama. She had this to say. These kids are having parties and they're putting money in a pot and they're purposely trying to get COVID from the person who has COVID and apparently whoever gets COVID first gets the pot. Now there was one word she used in that that should make you doubt her firsthand knowledge. Let's play it again, see if you remember. Play that back again, will you? These kids are having parties and they're putting money in a pot and they're purposely trying to get COVID from the person who has COVID, and apparently whoever gets COVID first gets the pot. She used the word apparently. That means she doesn't know. And yet news outlets around the country picked up the story and presented it as fact. Alongside her, appearing in many of these stories, was Tuscaloosa Fire Chief Randy Smith, who claims that these parties were going on. Had seen over the last few weeks uh, parties going on in the county where students or kids would come in with known positives. All right. Well, there were some in the news who decided to take a second look at this. And if I'm honest, one of the challenges in this coronavirus era is coming up with new content each day to discuss here on the radio, uh, to cover in the news. Where do we deploy our uh, photographers to take pictures and videos? And so someone saw this story and decided, you know what? Maybe we should track down some of those partiers. Maybe we should find out if anyone contracted the coronavirus at one of these COVID parties as have been claimed to be happening by that councilwoman in Tuscaloosa City as well as the fire chief there. Well, it was Wired Magazine that sent someone to look into it. And you know what they found? Yeah, they found no evidence that this was happening. 
They found no one who had attended a party like this. They had found no one who had contracted a virus like this. They spoke with health officials who were engaged in very aggressive contact tracing after hearing claims like this. And you know what the contact tracers said? Yeah, no, we have not been able to track uh, back any corona cases to a, a party like this. And so how is it that news outlets like CNN and NPR and Washington Post and ABC and so many around the country picked this story up and ran with it as if it were fact? Well, it's because sometimes corners get cut. And you and I, knowing that, are reminded that we bear a certain measure of responsibility when confronted with information. If we're going to make a decision based on that information, we better know that it's right. That is especially important when it comes to the ballot box. All right, and information on that front is not immune uh, from corners being cut like the one we saw in this story here with the COVID parties. Anyway, that's going to do it for today's episode of Live Mike. Thank you so much. A, a reminder, if you want to listen to anything you've heard on today's show, please, kslnewsradio.com. Check out the podcast tab or wherever you download podcasts there on your iPhone or your Android. For now, though, it's time for me to step aside and make way for Jeff Kaplan's afternoon news here on KSL News Radio.